0: Hello there, it's Football Fever this weekend with four provincial finals all taking place and the Talchin Cup unfolding too. We've got loads to talk about on this week's show. Keith Higgins will take an overview of all four finals for us. Paddy Bradley zones in on Derry ahead of their big Ulster showdown with Donegal. And out west, Frankie Dolan assesses Ross Commons' chances against Galway in the Big Connacht final. That's all on this week's Championship. Yeah, you're very welcome along. As we say, we've got a feast of football ahead. All four provincial finals on the same weekend. It's the first time that I can remember that happening anyway. And out west, there's a huge one. Roscommon are up against the team that did this to Mayo last time out.
1: The kick out is about to be dispatched by Conor
2: Gleason from the goal on our left hand side at sun splashed. Castle Bar. The game is over. It's a one point victory for Galway. 114 to 16 points and a massive pitch invasion starts from the Galway supporters. They have got a long time to
1: wait for this victory over Mayo in the Championship.
0: Frankie Dolan from Roscommon, one of Roscommon's icons, shines now. Good evening to you, Frankie. Good evening, Damien. Big game ahead. Ross Common have beaten Galway uh, twice this year already. Can you guys do it the third time, Frankie? Just based on what you've seen uh, against Mayo last time out?
1: Um, it's an intriguing game, game, Damien. Um, for Roscommon to do it three times in in the space of a couple of a couple of weeks, I, I'm finding it difficult to see how we can do it. Um, I don't think there's an awful lot between the teams. Um. And to me, Galway's victory over Mio, I just think we'll have that, you know, give them that little bit more belief, a little bit more confidence. Uh, whereas Roscommon were playing played Sligo, and you know they were comfortable winners. And I just think it's going to be a very very tight game. If Roscommon can can get the matchups right, the likes of who's going to Mark Shane Walsh, maybe the likes of Ronan Daly might be a good matchup there. Damien Comer, another another key player for Galway, you know, who's going to mark him? I, I'd be looking at maybe Niall Daly and probably their main man this year in Paul Conroy midfield. Like who, who can try and control him? So for me, I think Ruscomen are going in as underdogs, and rightly so, into into the back garden of Salt Hill, where they have a brilliant record the last couple of couple of years there they've won two kind of titles. And I just think I just think it's going to be a very, very tight game and for me it's it's very hard to call it, and I'm going to just sit on the fence. And I think, for the punters out there, I think a draw. I think a draw could be could be on the cards on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I'm going myself, Frankie. One forty-five in Pier Stadium on Sunday. Just looking at Ross Common this year compared to last year. Mm. Uh, what's the biggest differences you've seen, just in terms of maybe that transition from defence to attack? What have you seen, Frankie, this year?
1: Yeah, well. Uh... I know Anthony Cunningham changed his backroom team, and I think that was key to, you know, to freshening things up and, you know, playing a different style, style of football. And for the players at Ruscommon have Roscommon have, have have natural forwards. You know, Damien, they, I mean, they want they want to play football, they want to express themselves. And I think bringing in Derek Duggan and Peter Tormey there, I think it freshened things up and it gave it gave the forwards a new lease of life whereas there were, I think to me they were sort of restricted the last couple of years you know more sort of defensive type of type of play and I think that has suited us common. and you know I hope to go with that uh you know plan on Sunday that they want to get their key men on the ball and keep the players up the field and you know I think that's the big difference this year they're they're more expressive they're more open they're they're attacking the game and uh, you know uh, there's a bit of freshness to them whereas last year or two they sort of they didn't have that and uh, I think that's the the key to if Raskama want to be successful on Sunday you know, they, they want to they want to go on and, and attack and really attack all way and, and, and hit
0: them where it hurts. It's a balancing act, isn't it, Frankie? Because the last couple mm. of seasons, maybe Ross Common people felt that they could be got at defensively, so they had to try and shore that up. And maybe that's why uh, the team took on the shape that they did. And, and, and then you want to try and transition and get your best forwards up there. And just in terms of Enda Smith, then, like, is there any danger that he could drop back and, and Mark Paul Conroy, Frankie? And the reason I say danger is, mm. I, I would personally feel you need Enda Smith. Attacking and, and up there, and I don't know what you think as a as a classy forward yourself. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, it's a good point, Damien. Like uh, I've been chatting to a few friends of mine, and we were like, to me, you know, you can you can look at uh, maybe putting Roland Daly on Shane Walsh, and and maybe Niall Daly on Damien Comer. They're two good matchups for a mm. Scammon. To me, they're they're ideal. The the big question is who is going to Mark Conroy. Conroy Conroy is key to Galway. You know, he, he he's kicking a lot of scores in every game. Can Eddie Nolan do it? Can Olsen Harney do it? I don't know if they can. Conroy is, is playing superb football. He's an experienced player. He's key. He's the, he's the key man to go with. Can we get on top of him? And, you know, you, you said there, can Enda Smith do it? M- maybe he can. Um, that that question needs to be answered, Damien. You know, uh, it's to me, it's it's a possibility. You know, can we can, can Enda Smith put Paul Conroy in the back foot? Enda Smith going forward... Is absolutely fantastic. He's a brilliant player going forward, but to me, I'd have quite a little, a few questions over him defensively. Can he, can he, Mark Connery, uh, you know, and Galway have, and Galway have possession? I'm not too sure. Mm. But you know, it's that's that's why Anthony Cunningham is there in his backroom team. You know, that to me, you know, that's the key. That's 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 one of the keys. Shane Walsh is is, is Galway's main man, and Paul Conroy. Can we get them two matchups right? You know. Can Enda Smith do it? Maybe he can, but I suppose Damien Sunday will tell the tale.
0: Have you serious admiration for Paul Conroy, Frankie, just in terms of what he has done to get back playing a double leg break back in Mm -hmm. 2018? 33 years of age now, six points against Mayo last day, but he's really just been in unbelievable form for the past two seasons. And just as a football man yourself, Frankie, uh, have you serious admiration for that guy?
1: Unbelievable, Damien. What what, what he went through, you know, the, the break there was, you know you'd be saying, will, will he will, he, will he even walk right again? Never mind getting back playing, you know, even club football. You know, what he has done has been incredible. His commitment and, you know, his sacrifices, you know, I don't know what he has done, but what he had to go through, I'd imagine was incredible. And for him to be performing at the level he's performing at, and, you know, the performances he's putting in at the highest level is just, it's outrageous mm. what he's doing. Mm. And the football he's playing on top of that, and the scores he's, he's putting in on top of that as well you know it's you know it's 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 testament to his you know to 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 him as a person you know him as a sports person you know and it just it just shows you you know if you if 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 players really want to get themselves right you know you can do it you know but you have to be committed and you know what he has done, and the levels he's performing at now is just remarkable. And you got to you got to hold your hand up to him.
0: Okay, last one for you, Frankie. Uh, yeah. I watched the FBD game between the two teams in the league. That was a, a cracker as well. I saw the Division mm-hmm. Two group game, not so much of a cracker. The final was was closely contested. Then, I know you're probably sitting on the fence in this one, but psychologically, is there anything there that Ross Common have won the last two games? Now I can't remember the last time you beat Galway three times in one season, but. Would there be a psychological edge going into this game in favour of Roscommon?
1: Damien, I I don't know if Roscommon has ever beaten Galway three times in one season. Mm. Um, I don't think it's been done. Will Roscommon fear Galway? No, they won't fear Galway. Will will, will they enjoy going down to play in Salt Hill? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Roscommon have no fear of Galway. Never have had a fear of Galway. You know, you you will respect Galway. You know, Galway, they're after beating the the, the all ireland finalists from last year. They've knocked them out of Connacht, Mayo. You know, so, you, you you know, you you can't be going down gun-ho thinking you're going to win this game. You know, you got to go down cautious. You know, they've prepared well, from what I hear, they've played Armagh, Dublin and Kerry. You know, a couple of really good cracking games there. Challenge games, mind, you know, challenge games. But Roscommon won't fair galway They'll go down with confidence. They're the they're, they're only unbeaten team in in Ireland this year, you know. That brings question marks as well. Um, Division two has been competitive, you know, m- more so for the three teams: Galway, Roscommon, and Derry. You know, so <laughs> Roscommon will go down full okay. of confidence. But to me, if Roscommon want to try and get to victory here on on Sunday, I think a, a good start is key, okay. and we need a really good start. And you know, puff Galway on the back foot and ask some questions. But you know, it's going to be it's going to be a humdinger ding I Damien. Mean, it's very. I I just can't call it. To me. I'm going to maybe have a <laughs> two or three euro on a, on the a, on a draw game.
0: Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you, Frankie Dolan. <laughs> Sunday, Galway versus Roscommon, the Connacht Senior Football Final, 145 Piers Stadium. Frankie Dolan, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Damien. It should be a huge game out west, but up north we've got a huge one in Ulster as well because Derry take on Donegal and Derry are a team absolutely transformed under Rory Gallagher. Just in Division 4 and stuck in a rut not too long ago. They're absolutely flying it these past two seasons. And last time out, beating the All-Ireland champions in comprehensive fashion.
2: Niall Morgan is in the goal Shane McGuigan it's a couple of steps back behind the ball we're 28 minutes into the game here comes McGuigan driving it in with a left foot Morgan didn't get near it and went to the right hand side of the net the green flag goes up and Derry are off to a flyer they're leading one 7 to 4 points
0: Delighted to be joined now by Derry football legend Paddy Bradley Paddy I'd say just being a fan of Derry now and involved in underage teams for the last few years it must be a great great couple of years to be watching your side rejuvenate itself
2: I am sitting here now at a red and white day uh, up at the school sports day, and look the enthusiasm that there is amongst the county at the minute. It's unbelievable. I haven't experienced anything like that for the last 10 years, and look, it's brilliant to watch. We, what four years ago, we were playing Division Four football, and just you know, there was a real drive amongst the schools, amongst the clubs, and everything is just going in the right direction. And there's a lot of positivity about, it, and it's great that I suppose the senior team have fed into that. and Obviously, we're on our first Ulster final in a long time. and It's just
0: brilliant. Paddy, Ulster football final, 4 o'clock on Sunday. You're up against Donegal. The game is an absolute sellout. What has brought you guys to this level? I've stood behind Rory Gallagher a few times as he's coached teams and he's relentless and he's intense and he he does every play. He goes through the whole lot, but it takes an awful lot more than that. So can you just fill me in on the the different variables that have made Derry such uh, contenders again? And they are real contenders.
2: Now, I think look, we went just back to basics four or five, six years ago. Um, there was a lot of good working on at the clubs, and that can't be underestimated. Obviously, you Slat Slapneil competing at national level, Glen coming through there. The likes of Steelstown, obviously won the intermediate last year. The, the likes of MacRory, you know, Mahara, and the Common are very, very strong. Mm. You know, obviously the the Miners won the All Ireland a few years ago. Obviously, Rory has come in as an outside manager, and United the county team has been said for years that maybe the best players weren't playing. So you know, he really has got them going together and moving in the right direction. So there's a number of things have you know sort of fell into, into place. The likes of Conor Glass, for example, coming home from yeah. from, uh, Australia. from from Australia has been has been pivotal too. So I'd say everything has just been going in the right direction in the last four or five years, and thankfully. You know, when everything goes your way, you need a wee bit of luck and we've got that in matches too and it's great as I say that we're, we're finally competing in the Ulster final again and as I say the support and everything that's coming out behind the team again and it's just great to be part of and it's great, you know, the build-up has been brilliant the last week or two.
0: Let's drill down into the tactical side of it then, Paddy. Just in terms of Paddy McBrearty, a danger man that you guys have to watch out for, will Chrissy McCaig pick him up, do you think?
2: I would say that's a that's a banker. The, the bigger one for me, Damien, and, and you know, you sort of know Patty and uh, McBerty and Chrissy are going to have a ding-dong battle and, you know, they had that last year <laughs> yeah. and they're going to renew acquaintances. The bigger one for me is, is who's going to pick up Michael Murphy, Murphy. and Michael Murphy's positioning. Um, M- McKinley?
0: McKinley or, or Glass?
2: I, I actually think that they might put Michael into the age of the square and, and, and Britton Rogers can mark him. I think if Michael comes out the field and Britton Rogers marks him, it actually will shoot Britton Rogers because Britton Ro- Rogers obviously likes to bomb forward and he, you know, he sets up plenty of the dairy attacks. If they were to position Michael Murphy maybe on the edge of the square and, and go sort of route one, you know, Britton Rogers is fantastic football, but I remember uh, actually Luke, the I managed a couple of years ago, playing in a league game up there and he struggled against a big physical man. So that's something Donegal might do. You'd expect... Rory Ann and Declan Bonner to do something they pull a rabbit out of the hat and it could be just that You know, they might go to direct one route football for a time but you know, as I say if Britton Rogers is allowed to dictate the game and attack from deep you know, he's, he's going to be a very very big player for Derry so I think, that, I think Donegal want to put him in the back foot
0: Yeah be, that'll be fascinating because whenever Murphy does go in then Donegal sometimes look a bit aimless out the field just as regards your own county then Paddy Derry trouble with kickouts every so often um, do you think that could be an issue on Sunday?
2: Look it's going to be pivotal. The kickers are pivotal in every game. If Derry go short and Donegal let them go short, you'd expect the likes of Rodgers, McCluskey, you know, Conor Doherty, McInnes to attack and beat You know, give Derry a platform to attack. If they go long, uh, it's risky. Because as Niall Cairns showed, and you know, even against Galway, whenever they pressed up in the Derry kick-out, Derry were vulnerable. The thing i be going along about at times too, if Derry are happened to win their own kick-out, that lets get them behind the Donegal fence before they've set up. So I'd expect kick-outs to sort of change, varying on, you know, the scoreline in the game. Like Donegal obviously are, are, are bigger around the middle than Derry, so you'd expect Donegal to push up and, and try and force Derry long, and Derry are going to have to work something there at the other end of the field. Sean Patton's obviously a serious operator but look, Or Lynch isn't a bad keeper. He's had his few wobbly moments but he's an outfield player converted uh, and I think as the seasons went on he's got better and I think you know he's a young lad and he will learn from big like, cases next like Sunday.
0: Yeah and we, we've seen in Cavan, Ray Gallaghan you can convert an outfield player to the highest quality goalkeeping wise too. You mentioned Donegal being big around the middle third paddy, Jason McGee, Hugh McFadden, uh, Langan, they're all there to capitalise if they really do make mistakes. Do you, do you think Donegal will, will, will really push up and press and be intense because uh, they haven't always shown that, that intensity, I guess, in championship games in the last few years, Paddy.
2: No, that's the thing about it that you know, Donegal have been slow and have been ponderous, uh, and we know there's quality there. We know the quality. If you look at the Donegal forward line, to me, their forward line on paper has greater strength than Derry. So they have a greater range of scores. To me, Derry and the opposite, you know, defensively, are better, and maybe have the man, to mark them. I do expect in the early stages, Lang and McGee, McFadden, you know, to form a. Sort of barrier in around the middle, uh, and I do expect them to push up and kickers and try and force day along. But all it'll take, as I say, is one or two long kickers to go in Derry's favour. Maybe a long ball into Shane McGuigan uh, and maybe hit the Riggins uh, and, and, and Donegal might have to change tact. I thought Donegal against Cavan were very vulnerable at the, at the back whenever Donegal uh, or whenever Cavan got long ball on early. And mm. to me, Damien, Shane McGuigan pound for pound is the best forward in Ulster at the minute and um, Donegal are really going to have to keep tabs with him if they're going to win the
0: game. Yeah, he's brilliant to watch. Paddy, just final question for you then, you've experienced this under 20 and Rory Galler, in fairness, this will be seven time on the sideline for an Ulster final uh, be it as assistant to Jim McGuinness or, you know, he's bringing three diff- He's brought three different counties to Ulster finals. Now, my question to you basically, can you guys win on Sunday? it would be massive, massive achievement. It would maybe merge all the great work done underage behind the scenes, schools, clubs, colleges and ally that to what Galler has brought in as manager.
2: Look, it would be massive. Uh, I'd say Rory has done fabulous work. Um, you're right. He's been a lot lost for fans himself. Some have honoured Jim McGuinness that he won, but he's never won one as a manager. So there is a wee bit of pressure on him. Regardless of what happens, Derry have made serious progress this year. Um, they've probably gone beyond people's expectations. I, in the last two games, sort of backed against them. I knew they were going to be close to Rowan and Monaghan, but I felt they maybe wouldn't get the job done. So they surprised me. The thing that I like about Derry is the likes of the Niall Tuners, Paul Castey, uh, Shea, Downey, Benny, Hearn, them boys are putting out of the skin they're sort of lesser lights you know we have our Glasses, McGregor's McKinless. if we are going to win we're going to need them boys to step up again my heart says there be a couple of points to me
0: Paddy Bradley thanks so much for your time enjoy the big day it's been a while coming thank you Paddy cheers to me. now in case you've forgotten we've got two other big finals on Saturday uh, Leinster final 5 o'clock Dublin versus Kildare Munster final 3 o'clock in Killarney Kerry against Billy Lee's Limerick and we're joined now by Keith Higgins, as always, to have a chat about those two games. Keith, we'll start with Leinster. Uh, Dublin have beaten Wexford and Meath so far. On paper, it looks like they've revitalised themselves. Have Killer any chance of giving them a rattle on, on Saturday evening at 5 o'clock?
3: Yeah, you have to say they do. Um, like, when you're looking at this one, you're looking at the performances Dublin have put in over the last two games, You know, winning comfortably in both of them. And I suppose given where they were in the league, you know, you're probably not inclined to say Dublin are fully back yet, but like I said, given the performance that they've put in so far, you have to say they're coming close to where they were, um, and they're back being kind of real genuine contenders again. But from the other hand, look, Clare will take confidence from the league that they had, uh, obviously beaten Dublin, I know it was down with Newbridge and a lot of different circumstances and everything, but look, they'll have to take confidence from that. Um, Nothing really to shout home about in their last game against Westmead in terms of performance. I think they just kind of did enough, really. Um, but yeah, look, to answer your question, you have to give them a chance and they have to go up there believing they have a chance. I'd still have Dublin as, as favourites, but, you know, Kildare turn on the performance, get the performance out of the big players that they know they can. You know, they're definitely with a shout.
0: Keith, Brian Fenton looks to have uh, gone up a gear again. He's back to maybe somewhere near himself. Is that maybe the big turning point for a Dublin season since the the Allianz League has ended the fact that himself and Le Hif seem to have clicked and Fenton's back to his old self again it's definitely a big I suppose
3: contributing factor to it I mean you know again I referenced kind of the Wexford game there and look I know they were in complete control in that game but it was the way he was able to just kind of nearly I wouldn't say do what he wanted but he was just able to move around the pitch get on ball where he wants to get on ball get in the scoring zone Um, and it's definitely I suppose a tactic that Dublin have been looking to use is where they get him on the ball you know he's not making these lung-busting runs from back in his own defence in the turn over the ball like I said Dublin are always very composed they'll build their attack you know there's a bit more kick into their game this year but they'll still build their attack slowly they'll get the bodies where they want to get them and then they'll get Fenton popping up just on the edge of the D and Hmm. he'll kick a couple of scores each game it's definitely a huge part having him there but also I think the likes of having Khan back in the forward line um, having Kieran Klikenian move moving well again you mentioned Le Hif there as well a couple of the young guys in the defence there so look all the signs are positives for Dublin you obviously look at their big players and you say they're going to have a huge influence on the team Fenton probably being the biggest one of them, along with Conn, as I mentioned but I think yeah look it's good to see him back at the level he was maybe not for the rest of the contenders out there but okay. like I said, it's good to see him back playing the level of football he's playing against and he like he's just a smart player to him he just controls the game so well like I said nothing that is ever yeah really at 100 miles an hour unless he wants it to be and he just controls everything so well.
0: That's a sign the the real genius player is the fact that you play at your own speed and you just glide along. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I'm looking at the Kildare attack then, Keith, and I'm wondering, is this where they can get change out of that Dublin team? Ben McCormick is flying it. Dan Flynn got 1-2 against him last year and if he hits fifth gear there ain't Manny will stop him Derek Kerwin's a fine player off both feet Jimmy Highland's been there since they won the under-20s a couple of seasons ago and you've got Paddy McDermott to come on then and bomb forward from the half-back line I just wonder can they have serious change against the Dublin defence in that department
3: uh, yeah look you mentioned some of the players there and obviously Flynn and are kind of always the standout ones really or particularly this year but like the one thing yeah, we would always thought of when you're looking at Kildare like they're always a big physical team they, they've got good footballers if you let them play they're well capable of getting scores I suppose you know we've seen in the league even you know I pictured them the Mayo game in the league there I think it was the second last game whatever it was like and they hit a big score against against Mayo that day but yet they conceded a big score as well so that's kind of always the problem you feel is yeah. whether they can contain a team at the back but like you said they have to be confident that if they get those players moving well that they will be able to put in a score that they will cause Dublin problems do you know like where will Dublin set up the sweepers as they usually do Will you know who will they put in there I suppose just to sit in front of that full back line mm-hmm. if they do are Kildare going to push right up on them do you know like, there's lots of questions that Westmead are Kildare going to have to answer here and I suppose this is always kind of the challenge for a team like that is when they look to try and step up whether they can do it like you know, years gone by, that Dublin defence was always very mean. They'd always kind of get, not that they'd get huge numbers back, but they just get get the numbers back in the right places. You know, they'd cut off the scoring zone. So mm-hmm. whether the Calair forwards that you mentioned there would be able to get the shots off from the zones that they want to get the shots off from, that'll be the key. You okay. know, it would, should be a bit easier in the big spaces of Co-Parrot than it was in Newbridge that day. But look, if Calair were going to win the game, they need Flynn contributing heavily. They need McCormick or one of these guys that you mentioned. Yeah. They need all their forwards contributing heavily from play if they're going to cause Dublin an upset because realistically you're going to have to be scoring 16-70 points to beat that Dublin team
0: OK Keith um, that's your, your round up on that I just mentioned two Talichan Cup games that really catch the eye then you mentioned Westmeath they're up against Leash at the weekend round one Offaly versus Wicklow two good games that stand out and there's eight or nine games on in round one this weekend so we'll pay attention to that too next weekend but uh, we have to look at the Munster football final too Keith and you mentioned a good strong traditional Dublin defence uh, under Jim Gavin Limerick have one of those they've only conceded one goal from play in 12 games and I suspect Keith that they'll never need that defensive clout as much as they will need it on Saturday at 3 o'clock in Killarney <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> facing the all yeah if, if their defence was ever going to be tested it'll be uh,
3: tested this weekend you'd feel um, look again I think we've we've mentioned this on the show over the last couple of weeks whenever Limerick have been playing you have to compliment the, the job Billy Lee has done there over the last couple of years like I said you know strong Lee performances over the last two years um you mentioned the staff there about what they've conceded but i remember listening to an interview he did there a couple of weeks ago after we won the games and he just he referenced referenced i suppose having to get the players up to the, the physical levels the demanding levels that they need to be at to i suppose mix with the top teams and like again that's going to be really tested again um yeah this weekend i mean there's so much reference so far this year about curry and the physicality that they bring and all that and you know sometimes i think there can be a bit much mentioned about that like Kerry are haven't turned into big monsters overnight or in the last six months, but it's just it's the willingness and the eagerness that they seem to be bringing to wanting to tackle and wanting to hunt in packs and wanting to get turnovers. That'll test Limerick. You know, We saw that against Cork. You know, Cork did well for maybe 20-25 minutes, but Limerick just kind of ground them down and you saw it in the second half with one-way traffic because Cork just couldn't live with that that tempo that Kerry were bringing yeah and that's something I suppose that they don't meet down division two three or four so okay where Limerick will be after 35 40 minutes it's gonna be very interesting to see whether they be able to keep the pace going it. it's hard to know but um yeah look, okay. okay I mean for so many times the Kerry forwards there like I mean it's it's scary at times so yeah look, it's yeah. gonna be a big testing but look I think from the Limerick point of view you know, if they come out of that game being competitive for a lot of it, it'll give them a lot of confidence. Um, and look, they'll be kind of looking into the next round and seeing what they can do after that. OK,
0: Keith, one line on each, if you don't mind. A Connacht football final for me, an Ulster football final. We've already looked in depth at those, but I'd love to get your views on both very quickly.
3: Yeah, they're probably the two very the most interesting of the four provincial finals to look at. I mean, from an Ulster point of view, like the way Derry have performed the last two games... The setup they've gotten—it's been very nearly Donegal-like from back in 2013-2014, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. You know, lots of numbers behind the ball, but leaving two or three guys up front. Um, you know, I've kind of—I nearly backed Armagh the first day they were playing against Donegal <laughs> just because the Donegal team have kind of flattered so many times over the last few years, and then they go and surprise me again like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with Derry. I kind of backed them against Dury, uh, against the last game there against um, in the semi final against Turkey, Monaghan. Yeah. Do you know, he'll have them well set up, I with them again. Roscommon, Galway, I'm kind of going back and over over the last couple of days on this one. When Galway bet Mayo in the first game, I would have thought Roscommon based on us, but the fact they bet them twice in the last two rounds of the league, they never fear playing Galway. But you just wonder, will the four weeks since they've played Sligo catch up with Roscommon? Um, and it'd be interesting to see what Galway do defensively. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about the, playing the two sweepers against Mayo. You'd imagine they'd probably do something similar against Ross Common because, you know, the six forwards West Common will have could cause problems. So okay. um, I'd probably go go away on that one. Keith
0: Higgins, thanks a million for your time. Well, that's it for this week's show. The programme was produced by Gary Moran. Dave Gibson was on sound. From myself, Damien Lawler, stay safe and we'll chat again next weekend.